Real talk, real quick. Welcome back to Real Talk with Mel. I'm your host, Melanie Vogel. And today's topic is going to be about the self, the identity of the self, and everything that comes around that. So that's that's a lot of things, right? When you think of self-identity, you think of labels. And we have created a society that is really relying on those labels and almost on those categories, basically trying to fit or trying to squeeze everyone into a box. And there is no place for diversity. There's no place for someone to be different. And different is labeled as bad. So when we think to identity, you obviously go all the way back to when you started to find yourself. And I feel like I feel like that can take a lifetime. Like everyone says you find yourself in high school or you find yourself in college. But I think those are the places that we as human beings want to fit in the most. I'm not going to say everybody's like that, but I just think like the status quo is to want to fit in and not to stick out and to play by the rules. I think it would be difficult to say that high school and college are the places where you truly discover yourself or your identity adding to that is that identity is not something that is constant the only thing that's constant is change so your identity will constantly be changing or can constantly change so something that you decided at age 16 or 13 or whatever won't necessarily be something that you're going to carry out through your entire like 20s or whatever you decide in your 20s might change in your 30s like who knows like and it's through life experiences that you can really discover the things that you like and that you are interested in and who you're becoming and again like there's no there's nothing set in stone like even if you choose a career path you don't have to do that for the rest of your life like times have changed Times have changed. If you want to change your career path or your career goal, you can. There's, it's never too late. But I do think growing up and those important times where a person is developing, if it's physically or mentally or emotionally, I do think those times are in high school. But who's to say where it starts and where it ends? I don't, again, like I think everything in your life has an effect on you. And we see that. Like we see... Everything that happened to you as, a ch- as an infant will pop up eventually in your life in the future. So I do still think there's certain steps that you can take as a person. And I know this probably sounds dreadful to teenagers right now, if they're listening, who knows? <laughs> 
And I think that first step is to become independent. And I think the best way to become independent is to get a job, any job, any freaking job that you want, because obviously you're choosing a job that you like. So it could be it could be high maintenance, it could be low maintenance, it could be chill, it could be it could be anything. And obviously you'll be choosing that based on what interests you. So already through that choice, you're choosing something for yourself. You're choosing something that you're interested in. And then the best part is you get paid. So you start to have financial independence. And I will say this like to the last day on this earth, financial independence is so, so important, not just for like people, but mainly for women. I think there's still such a cliche. The woman still carries a role because of her gender of being the housewife. I know it's 2022, And I know it's not everybody, but I still think with gender, there's still these social norms and these expectations. And I know we've come a long way, but have we? (laughs) Have we really? Um, But I just think it's easy for a woman to just kind of be sucked in of being a mom, you know, and being a wife, like... We've been so conditioned to be like that or to think that way. And that's why I think it's easier for a woman to fall into that trap, I guess, of not being financially independent. And I think it's just really important to keep that in mind. And as a side note, and that's not to say that being a wife or being a mother is a bad thing. Like if that's the life that you'd like to choose for yourself, like definitely go for it. But again, keep your financial independence as a woman. Adding to that is also the power dynamic that comes with finances. So already the fact that we live in a patriarchy Men have the upper hand. They have the power already in the patriarchy that we're living in. And having your own financial independence is power. So when you don't have your own independence when it comes to finance, you're giving up a certain power as well. But I also, in general, think that financial independence is good for everyone because when you have your own income and you have your own money, you get to start making your own choices. And those choices really truly start to define what it is that you like to do and what you don't like to do. So all the things that you like are just as important as the things that you don't like. And of course, with every choice comes a consequence. I just think this is like the best, the best first step, I guess. It doesn't have to be out of spite. I think that's such a stereotype like, oh, I need my kids to get a job. Like I'm sick of, sick and tired of them. Like, like you guys should see the good in that. Like, I think that's a good thing. 
It's like allowing your kids to grow, your children to grow. And then following with that, like things will happen. You will meet people. You'll do things outside of just like your home and your family's security if you grow up in a in that kind of environment. And of course, like I'm talking from a very privileged standpoint. I think that's important to note. I'm talking from a very like perfect cookie cutter family. And that's important to note because that's coming from a privileged place and it's not everyone who's privileged and has those choices. I mean, a lot of things can turn bad really fast in many situations that we just have no control in. But let's keep it simple and let's keep it, (laughs) let's keep it like as simple as possible just for this purpose. Yeah, I just think through experiences and through making your own decisions is how you can find out what it is that you like to do. So at this point, it's also crucial, like if you're a parent, to let your kids do things. Like loosen up, let them make mistakes, let them fall on their face, like just let it happen because every experience is a learning curve. With identity, I think it's important to find the self because once you've found that self, it's easy, it's going to be easier for you to have self-discovery and self-discovery will lead to, again, amazing things. It will lead to confidence. It will lead to self-worth, self-value and self-growth and these are all things that I think make an amazing person you know there's no it's not how much money do you make a year what's your career what car do you drive where did you go to high school where did you go to university like those things don't define a person so I think it's important when you start to identify yourself that you don't identify yourself on something like on a title like oh yeah I'm an accountant so that makes me love math like no like that's that's not that's not an identity same thing with like oh yeah I'm so-and-so's husband or I'm so-and-so's wife that's not an identity or I'm so-and-so's best friend like we're like one like no you're not supposed to be one you're supposed to be you you're supposed to be one person not two people making one person so I think that's a big risk that can happen when you're so lost in life and you lean on something to identify you as it's also a little bit of a trap that happens in society I find And you see it with people who have amazing careers, like I'm the biggest and best accountant of this bank and I have all these clients and that becomes that person's identity. Even the camouflaging of like being a father and a husband makes me a good guy. I'm a father, I'm a husband, you know, you get that notion too, but not all fathers and husbands are good people or are good fathers or good husbands. (laughs) So you can even camouflage and make yourself look better 
behind a social marker. So there's a few problems here, right, with our society that we've constructed for ourselves. Another one is the notion of gender and what it means to be a man and what it means to be a woman and what it means to be everything in between. Like you have these two boxes that you should check check off on a on a form or anything and I can't help but like visualize it that way like you have these two boxes one says male the other one says female but then there's like that space in between those boxes like that that like gray area that gray zone what about that zone because just as much as there's a scale for sexuality I think there's a scale for gender you're not going to tell me that all men are tough and don't cry and have muscles and are strong like no and I'm sorry like that's just so unhealthy and then all women have to be petite and dainty and quiet and soft and smell good and they should like be reserved and not talk too loud like (laughs) these are like I'm just like really putting the two extremes together right so Obviously, not all men are like that, and obviously, not all women are like that. And that's exactly the point, right? There's a scale to how masculine you are, how feminine you are. And I think every one of us on this planet, even if you portray otherwise, you have feminine traits, you have masculine traits. So, why is it so unacceptable? to wrap our minds around the fact that there might just be other ways of identifying oneself than just male or female. I feel like this isn't even like hard to comprehend. Like we do this with everything. Like how much do you like soccer? Like so much or like not at all? Like there's a scale for everything. We measure everything with a scale. So why can't we measure gender with a scale? Why can't we do that? Why is that so hard to understand? So I know I threw now a lot of ideas out there. At the end of the day, I am just talking to myself. So I'm trying to make sense of it all for, our, for, for my listeners. And I hope it made sense. But I also hope that this is spreading some sort of awareness that it's okay to be different. It's okay to not fit in that box. It's okay to want other things. And I think the same thing goes with sexuality, you know, like sexual orientation falls into that category as well. I mean, we're all human. We all have like these energies, these vibes that we can all feel from one another so who's to say that you can only be attracted to one specific gender and that's to say that there's not just two genders like there's like so much more that we just don't know how to label yet and we all are trying to figure it out so even with sexuality and sexual orientation and sexual preferences like all the kinks that are out there Like, they're all 
labeled as okay or not okay. Like, like who's to say? Who's to say what's okay and who's to say what's not okay? So, of course, we have that status quo and the social norm. But I'm here to break those and say thanks but no thanks. I'm here to encourage diversity between interests, between sexuality, between genders, between anything. Honestly, I think there's no limit to what there is out there in the world. And I'm just like, I guess, advocating for that today. And it's a whole process, right? And it's a process that only you can do on your own. No one can do it with you. Your bestie can't do it with you. Your husband can't do it for you. Your wife cannot do it with you. Your mom and dad can't do it for you. So this is like a self-love journey. I think life is a self-love journey. So you made it to the end of the episode. I know this one was a lot. Nonetheless, I hope you enjoyed. And I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening.